I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. Make some noise, Orange fans! It's time for the Juice Nation Podcast with Sean, TJ, and Joe. Give us a like on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Juice Nation Podcast. What is up, Cuse Nation? Welcome to the Cuse Nation Podcast. I am Sean alongside Joe this evening to go over with you the 82-72 victory over 6th-ranked Florida State, albeit a home win. It is a big win. TJ is not here. Uh, This is a spontaneous episode, so to speak, so... He will be back, but we definitely wanted to break this down tonight for you because it's just exciting. And um, that is a big deal uh, to me. So here we are. (laughs) Me too. Um, In the Dome with an attendance of just under 25,000, which is great. This is great. Um, Still could be a little louder, I think, you know, but hey. They, they did cause some noise. They made some ruckus. Um, so, you know, we got that. I want to give a, a, a shout-out to Rosemary from Facebook. Okay, I don't know if she's a listener, but uh, she is definitely uh, active on the, act, on the social media. So I'll give her a shout-out because she's like the den mother there, and um, I have to apologize for my halftime update etiquette. Uh, that she corrected me on, so uh, won't happen anymore. I have a bad habit of doing when I put the score up. I put home uh, away and home, and it's just how I've always looked at it. So I'll fix it. I'll fix it. Anyway, come on, man. It's who's winning and who's losing. Come I on. know. I got it, Joe. Thanks a lot. Here were the oh, highlights. Mary, I got your back. Yeah, exactly. Okay, thanks, bro, for leaving me high and dry. <laughs> highlights from Florida State. Here we go. Here, Matt, we can see right off the bat. To do that with their length. Gillen in the corner, jumper stepping back. Andrew White is pure. A three for the lead. Gillen calling the play while not in possession of the ball. Battle drives in, drops it off for Thompson, and the layup is there. XRM crossover dribble, but cannot again get any breathing room. Down the right alley now. Shot clock at nine. High bank shot good. Cortias battle with Ojo posting up Leiden. They lob it into him. Ojo goes up to jam, gets the rim, and nothing else. Tyler Roberson there to help. Battle on the run out. On the leak out. White reverse layup. Yes, on the feed from Battle. It's nine to two. Fouls. Near side wing. It's White. Passes up a Leiden ball screen, stops left alley, jumper good from 15 feet. Andrew White. 
Put it light. Outlet Gillen snaps it off ahead to Battle. Battle on the run. Lob to the rim. Jam by Roberson. Battle on the break. In the game like this, especially against Battle. Gillen has a path to the basket. Gillen a drop off. Roberson elevates. Yes, and one. Roby's stepping up big time. No, fans had that one in their minds and hearts. Oh. Gillen a steal, riding on the defense. One on two. Bounces to Roberson. Elevates. Yes, and another foul. Back after you for sure. Gillen down the left alley. Peels away left into the corner. White, a three ball. Yes. Well timed as usual for Andrew White. Orange aren't getting the breaks now that they might have been the first. Man behind the back dribble. Into the right corner. Jumper good for three. Need a timeout now. Bacon. Gillen on a clear out against Allen. Drives right by him to the basket. Switch hand shot. No. Roberson off a rebound. Out for a white three with an offender flying by. Another big shot for Andrew White. He does on the outlet. Gillen on the push. Up ahead. Battle. Wants three from the right. Left it short. Tipped oh. in. What a jam by Leiden. From the weak side. He powered it in with the right hand. No man's land. Wants a screen. Eight on the shot clock. Gillen in the lane. Gillen lobs underneath for Leiden. Four to shoot. Leiden in trouble. Leiden contorts his body. Powers it up. Front rim and in. His pass along the baseline is deflected by Roberson. Long football pass. Leiden. Battle saves it. Hooking it to White in front of the bench. Monster three. Yes! It's around and in. One ball movement. Between the circles. Gillen off a Roberson screen. Gillen crossover dribble. In the paint. Switch in shot with the right. Front rim and in. What a take by John Gillen. Get a handshake in with one second left. And now, here they come onto the floor a little bit with the Orange knocking off Seth-ranked Florida State here at the Dome. That's the statement win they've been looking for all year. 82-72, the Orange in command throughout, and they knock off the Knolls here in the Dome. That's right, knocking off the Knolls in the Dome. And I might add, um, Leiden giving them the tomahawk. You want to Oh, ho, 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 ho. Top 10. That <laughs> was a beauty. That was a beauty. So, oh yeah. Um, I mentioned just under twenty five thousand in the dome, twenty four thousand nine hundred and seventy eight. Um, and what I took away from this game, and I know I'm gonna, I'm gonna probably, I'm beating a dead horse here. I know it was at home, but we're starting to see the beginning of a solid seven that we really needed, and need a solid seven going into tournament time, and it's just starting to roll up. And I believe it's it it can only get better. Okay. Um, oh, yeah. The 2-3 zone was more disruptive this afternoon than it has been all year, and it was something that we've missed all year. It was impressive, and, I mean, what more can you say? Yeah, well, I mean, you you mentioned uh, you see a solid seven, and what I see is Frank Howard and Torian Thompson only had seven minutes. So, really, we only had five. We had five players that had 33-plus minutes. So... Yes, we need seven, possibly eight to play. But, I mean, today, five got it done. It's, like you said, it's a great win, man. Great win. It's a great win. I was a little worried about foul trouble um, early there with, with, with Thompson. I mean, Thompson, like you said, he only played seven minutes. But, um, you know, one thing that we saw today was turning, creating points off of turnovers. And we haven't talked a lot about that this year. Uh, the defense was hot. They were creating a lot of turnovers. And um, 20 of those points came off of turnovers, which is huge. Now, uh, needs to be fixed on the other end uh, because the Seminoles got uh, 21 points off of turnovers. But nonetheless, yeah. <clears throat> offensive rebounds for Florida State, 39. And, or, excuse me, total rebounds, 39. 
And for us, 42. 42. Um, yeah. 16 of those coming from the offensive side. And I think, uh, was it Gillen? Gillen with some of the, uh, well, he only had, th- well, Andrew White had eight defensive rebounds, which is awesome. And uh, yeah, and he had Andrew, tw- White, Andrew was playing really well today. He really played a, well. and he played a full forty as well as Tyler Lydon. Andrew White oh. with twenty four points in Lydon uh, with a with a quiet fourteen. I mean, well, actually with a loud fourteen, I should say. I thought he scored more <laughs> than that. You know what I mean? Yeah, oh yeah, I completely understand. He was all over the place, and he had eleven rebounds, six blocks, which, I mean, that was one thing that I noticed. I last podcast. You know, I mentioned Bacon and Mays and Isaacs, who obviously, if you watch the game, you knew they were the best players. But one thing I didn't know about them was their height. I mean, I knew they had some big guys, but you yeah, saw some of those so guys. Tall, I mean, man. God, oh my that gosh, o- that Ojo, three o, he's seven two, three o five, number fifty. That guy, he <laughs> he looks like an animal. They had some height, um, and and. I don't know how Leiden actually did get six blocks, but when we look back at it, we talked about the depth. I mean, Florida State, they played 13 guys today. They played 13. Yeah, yeah. they played 13. Eight, One guy had two but, minutes, but though. Eight, well, yeah, but eight, eight of them was under 10 minutes. So you saw in the beginning of the game when I told you when we talked about, you know, him kind of underachieving with his talent and them having a little bit of youth, you saw the 2-3 zone. I mean, the way we came out and played it, it definitely bothered them. In the second half, you saw that he stopped subbing in as many guys, and he tried to get a, a set five guys that could yeah. move yep. the ball around. And, and it made a difference. We, I mean, they, right. they cut in big time to an 18-point deficit after the oh, half. Yeah. And, um, you know, you mentioned um, our seven, okay? You said you said you, you'd, you'd feel more comfortable with eight. I'd feel more comfortable with eight. But who who is it? Well, I mean, today earlier in the first half, I, I was thinking, hey, throw Dewan Coleman in there and let that let him let him bump around with the big boys, you know. But I mean, yeah. the way I look at it is, hey, it's five fouls, and if you can give somebody some rest, um, then it would help. But at the same time, with their height, I mean, their average as a team is six seven. I mean, that's ridiculous. And I know, for it's us, out rebound, we haven't out rebounded a team, and I can't even tell you when. I know, 42 all together. So, and and that's yeah. big. That's huge against this team. It's so big. And, um, you know, like Coach was saying, to put the little guys in, and, you know, that's kind of where we have trouble It's is guarding the little guys. What did Coach say? You know, we had uh, an exceptional first half. We did, you know, everything went right. They didn't make anything. And you know they're going to come back and make shots. And I thought Mays was, you know, just he just got them going. Uh, we had a couple quick early fouls. Torian let the ball get inside, and now he's got a foul. So, you know, he's got to be better preventing that. Then he won't be in that situation. Uh, Tyler Lydon does a better job of keeping that ball out of there. But when Mays and then Bacon gets going, Bacon's a tremendous player. Uh, he's really a tremendous player. And, uh, those two guys got going. Isaac is uh, a really, really good young player. Uh, I thought down the stretch we were going to try to space him out uh, and try to get to the basket. I thought John, you know, he's one of our best free throw shooters. We just wanted to spread it out and try to get him. We had a couple good stops right at the end. Um, 
forced him into an off-balance three. Um, but our defense was exceptional in the first half. In the second half, we just didn't have that same defensive effort. Um, I think, you know, obviously a little bit tired. But they played the same guys in the second half. First half, playing 10, 11 guys, I think they got some guys in there that weren't ready to play in this game. Second half, they they kept those guys in there, and they're a really good group. Um, I thought to, to everybody made a big play. You know, Tyus got a big loose ball play, got to the basket. Andrew hit a big three off a good pass. Uh, Tyler Lyon made a really tough inside move against some big guys. Uh, and when it was close, we made plays just like the other night. Um, close game, we made good plays down the stretch defensively. And and John's, uh, you know, went to the foul line. He made a great drive on that one. He he's been missing that drive, but he made that one bucket. That was a big play. And then uh, you know he made his free throws. It was a, a real good effort. The best first half we've had in a long time. And uh, we kind of hung on and were tough at the end. And he mentions Jonathan Gillen, Gillen hitting his. Uh, I always call him Jonathan. John John Gillen. I don't know why. Uh, You're John, not his father, man. I know. <laughs> John Gillen hitting his free throws at the end of the game, and that was clutch. It was clutch. And oh, yeah. I, at first, I was like, "Why isn't Why isn't Leiden have the ball to get fouled?" That's honestly right. what I thought at first. And then Gillen hit him, and um, you know, made us proud. So the key to that game. Obviously, was a disruptive two-three zone. Um, I mean, other than that, the offense was a little sloppy. I mean, we had sixteen turnovers. Um, yeah, oh yeah, that, so, we had more turnovers than they did. Yeah, and by when one. When it came down to it, I think uh, the main five guys had sixty-three to seventy-two points. But a big thing with us, I mean, Gillen twenty-one points, eleven assists. You know, I Andrew White twenty-four points, nine rebounds. We only went 26 to 30 from the free throw line, but if you take away Roberson's 0 for 6, then we went 23 to 24. So one guy brought that up to that. So a lot of it was just big plays, crowd keeping us in it, and our 2-3 zone stepping up and then doing what we had to do, especially the rebounding situation. I mean, they had big guys in there, and they were rebounding, but they weren't doing anything afterwards. They couldn't score. They couldn't do anything. That's why they went small try to figure something out they're they're you know nba players they're they're big big name players they came out and stepped up but at the end of the day we ended up making plays at the end of the game so and uh we you know we played up on them really really in the first half enough to make a big difference um they were uh 12 and a half percent from behind the arc one for eight and uh you know in the second half they're kind of pulled back a little bit and they actually went eight for uh 17 shooting 47% from behind the arc. And that was part of it, too. Uh, I guess it probably wasn't part of the game plan, but um, that's, well, what, that's what happened. They're number six, Sean. I yeah. mean, they're number six yeah, so, for a reason. Yeah. So I, I, I knew that coming out, I told my dad, I said, hey, they're going to come out and they're going to they're gonna come hard. They're going to go. There's going to be a run and they're going to make it. I didn't think they were going to get it within two. But Yeah, that was nerve-wracking. Again, again what Bayheim talked about, yes, it was very nerve-wracking. But what he talked about was playing in big games. That's that's what gets you ready. That's what builds teams. That's what builds toughness. And this is two games in a row now. Probably our two best wins in a row, albeit home. But 
I mean, yeah, without it, doubt. Um, cause, uh, where, where'd Ken Palm have, have, um, Florida state at? I don't know top exactly 10. where they had. He's in top 10. I don't, well, he, he updated, he updates it as the games go. So I checked it today after the game and he had Florida state at 22 and us at 54. <laughs> so it was, it well, was they did lose updated. two in a row though. Yes. Yes. So, yeah. I mean, they're probably, you know, top 15 before the last two two games either way you saw the talent i think you coaches poll will have them in the top 15 still don't you think oh what do you mean coaches poll yeah well i mean right now they're still ranked six i mean even well, that, two but, games lost they'll still probably still be in top 15 absolutely but yeah. like we talked about again i mean that's one of those things i looked at it as we talked about it last week that turning point are we gonna have that turning point at I, halftime at halftime up 18 i said okay this is it. We either have a signature win or we end up losing. We end up 12 and 10 and the season might be a, a wash at that point. So that, I mean, to me today at halftime, that, that was the turning point. And, and we stepped up to the plate and we finished it. So we're still alive, man. We are still alive and, and we are improving. And I think that was pretty evident today. Yeah, we're improving. That's why I like to say that, you know, I feel like, um, what we have with Roberson and uh, Lydon, White, Gillen, and and uh, Battle. Uh, I mean, I like that. I like that starting five, and then you know, I think Frank Howard, Tyus Battle, Tyus Battle is coming on, and you know, yeah, these guys they've just got to prove themselves. I feel like that's a good core group, and like you said, you know, it wouldn't. Obviously, it would be great to have an eighth guy in there. That's that's going to be doing something. It'd be ideal if Daywan Coleman could could step up. I just don't see it. I got to be honest with you. I just don't see it. Daywan Coleman's kind of plateaued. He he hasn't really um, done much to impress me, and obviously hasn't done much to impress Coach. So, I mean, you know, take it for what it is. But that's what that's the deal. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's before before his microfracture surgery, he um. He started every game, and even afterwards, he started every game he was available in with um, Syracuse. So I think, I mean, he, those type of surgeries that he has, I mean, they ruin careers. They have NFL, I mean, I'm a Giants fan. We had a... I'm sorry. Well, yeah, well, you can say (laughs) your surgery all you want, but... (laughs) In our lifetime, we've won more than Oakland, my friend. Oh, whatever. (laughs) <laughs> either either way, we've had a couple great players in the past, you know, five six years. Steve Smith, that receiver, is the same the same surgery that Juwan Coleman had. He was a great receiver. He won a super, the second Super Bowl against uh, New England with him, and he got the same injury, and he was never the same. His career was over. So those are career ending injuries, like as far as the injury that he had and the surgery that he has. So it. It comes down to whether or not he feels good or whether or not he doesn't. But either way, if he feels good, he can come in and bump some big men around and get some fouls. You know. Yeah, I that's mean, the just, thing exactly, Joe. And you know, it's a, he's just got to be a little disruptive, is what you're saying. It, oh yeah. You go out there, I mean, put if, some if, solid if minutes in. It. Be be disruptive. If you got to give up a couple fouls to take away from someone else, then you know that's actually you know it's that's that's the game plan. I mean, that's what we ha- that's what we have to deal with. So you know, utilize it. Is that what you're saying? Exactly. Oh, exactly. Okay. Because I mean, in a perfect world, Torian Thompson 
isn't um, adept to foul trouble, and he's going to score in the teens. Every if he got twenty plus minutes every single game, he'd score in the teens. Like we saw him score eighteen the other day. Yeah, but he defense, can't stay though. out of foul trouble. So yeah. if he doesn't get mm-hmm. foul trouble, we're going to need somebody to come in. And then what happens if Roberson gets in foul trouble? I mean, we're going to need some guys sometimes. And and but, I hate and I hate that Doris Burke had to point this out today during the game because we've said it. The hands are down. Uh, the yeah, hands are down it. on defense. What are you doing? I called it. The, the, the one play I called it, I saw it. The guy was wide open. You're, you're, you're uh, playing one of the longest teams. You know, I'm talking about wingspan here. You know, yeah. one of the tallest teams. And you you got your arms down on defense. What the hell are you doing? Come on. Be big. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's that's the little things in the 2-3 zone that people don't really understand. I mean, just putting your wingspan out there, like what Doris Burke said, could detract somebody from attempting to even try a pass like that. Yeah, no, you know, and, and they mean, did. Because when you have your hands up, hands up, hands up, you're ready to go and you're ready to react. So people are not going to make that pass if you have your hands up. Right, you have exactly. your hands down, ugh. Yeah, hands it's... down, hands down. Yeah, it was, it was pathetic. It was, it was bad. It was pathetic to watch as it was. that goes. It was, but hey, we rallied. We, 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 well, we didn't rally. We actually led the game when it was, it was, we were down at two nothing and then we went up three, two and we never looked back. It got close. We we're up by 18. It got close. They finished the game and they've been doing this since that devastating St. John's give up. Like I think they were hung over because we haven't seen a performance like that again this year. Thank the good Lord, because that was pitiful. And, oh uh, yeah, and um, today helped to help that out because, to be perfectly honest with you, I checked the overall records of UConn and St. John's last night, and it's not looking pretty good for those two teams. So that's looking like two bad losses. Yeah, like that you talked sucks. about. Yeah. You talked about us. Talked about us coming out and, and getting a big upset. I mean, today was kind of a big up. I think it was only a two point spread. The Vegas opened with a two point spread, but I mean that's a big win. It is a I mean, big win. The students rushed the court. <laughs> yeah, oh, oh! I wanted to so, mention something. Obviously, they thought it was a. Yeah, no, they did. And 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 uh, coach said in his press conference that hey, he'd rather have him storm the court than leave at halftime. And I completely agree. But what the hell was Leonard Hamilton's problem? Uh, he wouldn't even shake Jimmy's Jimmy B's hand. I mean, oh, yeah, what what little what? Back and forth. Did you see that? Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, a well, little a little a little jib jabbing, and uh, that's a little bit of you know some poor sportsmanship. You asked me there, coach Hamilton. <laughs> Right? Yeah. Yeah, I would definitely say so. I I think we were up 10 with like 15 or 20 seconds left, and Bayheim thought it was going to be over, and they were still putting pressure, and they followed him. And, I mean, you saw as Gillen was walking to the free throw line, you saw him, you know, barking back, barking back at Leonard Hamilton. I mean, I'm pretty sure. I mean, I'm pretty good at lip reading, but he looked at him and said, that's bullshit. So, <laughs> coach, I mean, said that to, coach said that to Hamilton? Yeah, absolutely. He was looking across, and the ref looked at him, and he said, oh, I was talking to him <laughs> to make sure that he told the ref he wasn't talking to him. But uh, Okay. Well, there that that's what it was, but you still shake hands after. Um, yeah, they I mean, shook come hands, on. but even if you looked at it, it was very awkward. Oh, the, did they end up shaking hands? Because I saw them refusing to shake Jimmy's hand. No, they walked up, but they were having a conversation, and, and honestly, the student, the student section – they rushed the court, and I don't even think that the teams went through and shook hands. It was no, actually really the, the weirdest. No, well, like, Joe, Joe, it's common practice for when the store, when the court, the store, when the court's being stormed, 
the uh, opposing the, the team goes straight to the back. locker room. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because they don't want anybody, obviously, you know, getting, getting assaulted. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, they, right, they do right. serve beer till halftime there. So, um, well, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> let's, let's, <laughs> let's look ahead, and they're big. Let's look ahead to NC State, Joe. Our boy yes, Joe sir. from the Q's Nation podcast is going to be me. there. He's going to be there. Look for Joe. He's going to be handing out some stickers if you just happen to be um, listening and, and going to that game. So, to Q's fans only, obviously. So, Joe, what are we going to look <laughs> for at um, at NC State? Well, we've seen throughout this whole ACC schedule that road games are, are no easy thing. You know, I, yeah, it's uh, brutal. It, it road saw, games for all for all the ACC teams. I think for it's all like, the ACC. I mean, what Notre Dame lost to Georgia Tech at Georgia Tech today. Uh, uh, UNC, UNC lost. UNC lost at Miami. And Duke, and Duke, Duke almost lost to Wake Forest. Duke dodged a huge bullet once again. Crying, uh, crying. Um, yuppie Grayson, Grayson Allen. Allen is um, you know whining like a privileged young child that he is. <laughs> And, well, uh, he hit a big he hit a big shot at the He end did. Of the game. He won that and, game for them. Well, he did, but I'd say Kennard did. Kennard, he went well, 10 g- for 10. He hit a 3. They both hit a 3, right? Well, they both hit a 3, but Kennard had 34 points. Oh, he went 10 for 10 from the from the floor. In the second half, yes. Yeah, and yeah, he yeah. had 6 for 6 from the three-point line and he had yep. 30 points in the second half for 34 yep. points overall. I'm that def- was really I, when I when I pick on Grayson Allen, by the way, let me be clear. I'm not taking anything away from his talent. I'm 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 totally talking about his character, and his character sucks. Oh, absolutely, and and that's clear. So no, he's a crystal. great he's a great player. <laughs> if he could work on his character and his personality a little bit, uh, maybe he'd be a little bit more liked. But he's not going to get very far acting like that. No, so, no, he's not. Anyway. As far as uh, NC State though, to get back to NC State, yeah, sorry. Uh, they're they're led by um, Dennis Smith Jr. He averages almost twenty points a game. He uh, leads the team in uh, points, assists, and steals. Um, Terry Henderson um, averages about 15 points a game. And they have another three guys that average somewhere between 11 and 12 with the Boo and Rowan and Dorn. And they also have a seven-plus footer, uh, Yurtsevin. He's uh, a freshman from Turkey. So they kind of are in the same situation as Syracuse is as far as that they've been um, a total rehaul of their roster. Uh, They... um, they got transfers. They got a guy that sat out last year because of an injury, um, freshman. So they're they're attempting to rebuild just like us. So they're still trying to find their way. And overall, they're three and five in the ACC, but fourteen and seven. And they've had some good wins and some bad losses. But it's one of those things that when I think about it, it comes down to basically how we're going to play on the road because every game it doesn't seem to matter. Like what the ranking is in the ACC. It seems like whoever you play on the road is yeah. just going to be a problem. And it's for everybody. And I think that's great, though. I mean, to have home home court advantage mean that much, um, you know, it, it works against you, it works with you. And, of course, I think we've needed it this year. Winning big at home today was just – that was key, man. If we lose that oh, game yeah. as a first. You, you uh, compare winning that game today at home and keeping that streak going in the ACC, and uh, compared to losing that game today and breaking it with a really good team, it's a huge momentum shift. Huge. Well, yeah, and that's why I said turning point because 
it would have been like look at the halftime score. It wasn't like it was close the whole game and okay, oh well, we lost to a good team that was we expected to lose to. Like right, we were up by eighteen. We, <laughs> exactly, we came out and we played probably better better first half than Pittsburgh and Boston College at home. I mean, we're still undefeated at home. No doubt, yeah, yeah. In the ACC, and mm-hmm. when we looked at it, I mean, that's why I said it was a turning point because the record that we have up eighteen at half. If you lose that game, that is just devastating. Deflating. devastating. That's deflating. Totally, without a doubt. So you're going to be at the game. Yes, sir. I do not know when we're going to get to um, get to um, do a breakdown of that game since you're going to be there. Um, right. We'll work on that. So for everybody listening, um, maybe I'll keep you updated on Facebook or, um, you know, obviously you'll see it when it comes out. But um, that's that's all I got. That's all I got. I was just excited to do to do a little breakdown of this and, and look forward to. Uh, NC State because you're going to be there. Um, oh yeah! If you want to do, I'm, I'm looking forward to it too because maybe maybe Joe was... will do maybe Joe will do a um, Cuse Nation podcast Facebook Live or something. <laughs> Come on, no, bro! Come no, on! No, I might have to figure that out. I don't know exactly. Uh... <laughs> Joe's Joe's not big on the technology thing. Yeah, but... <laughs> I'm not up on it. I mean, I might have to have someone show me. <laughs> have your girl show you. She figured girls are good at that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, you'll be I, able to I would figure hope it out. that we could get it before um, the uh, home game against Virginia on Saturday. But yeah, that. Um, oh yeah, so so Wednesday. So maybe we'll have to do another Saturday night game or yeah Saturday night podcast. I don't know. We'll see. You know, it depends. But yeah. either way, I know that our win today helped out at least. At least it pumped me up a little bit more for Wednesday. Hell yes. <laughs> Hell yeah, you can walk in there with the, your your chest puffed out a little bit. Right? Just yeah. don't be getting and in hope, any yeah, trouble. Yeah. Don't be getting that, in any uh, trouble there. Don't do anything uh, kind of crazy. No, I'll be good. Come on. You know me. I know. I know. I'm not worried about <laughs> you. I'm worried about everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, me too. Me uh, too. <laughs> so, all right. Well, uh, that's it. We're going to tap out. Thanks again for uh, tuning into the Cuse Nation podcast. Give us a like on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Cuse Nation podcast. That is all for Joe. I am Sean. We're out till next time. Peace. You just heard the Cuse Nation podcast with Sean, TJ, and Joe. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The NBA Finals are heating up. Looking for hot takes on all the postseason action? The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, is the podcast to listen to for the ultimate finals coverage. Host and former NBA sharpshooter J.J. Redick not only has a plugged-in perspective on the action from his time in the league, but he's also announcing the games in real time for ESPN. 
JJ has the ultimate insider point of view, and he's taking you along for the ride as he breaks down the best defensive schemes, dunks, and drives from each game. And speaking of incredible drives, there's no better place to tune into your new favorite podcast, The Old Man and the Three, than in a standard-setting BMW. Luxury meets power to create a wholly new driving experience. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard, BMW, the ultimate driving machine. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.